This is a Life School Podcast, episode number 165, and today you'll find out what's really messing you up and keeping you from living on mission. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. I, I usually say good day or good morning, but good we're day. actually carving this up today in the evening. Yeah, we Ooh. don't do this often. No. And you just, like, are you straight off the pitch, as mm-hmm. they say? Sounders game, huh? Yeah, good old Sounders game. Sorry and about a nice... that loss. Sorry yeah. about that loss, bro. That's, that's our season. But uh, good time? You had a good time? Great time. My favorite part, I think, of the day was driving over here. I was coming across the bridge. I'm in my Subaru. I got the <laughs> sunroof open. The s- Living the dream. The sun's out. There's water. There's like snow-capped mountains across the... It is the- beautiful here. It was it, just amazing. What a beautiful like day. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I, I am glad to be here and want to you know just tell everybody thanks for being here with us on this episode of the Life School Podcast. Pretty exciting stuff today. Yeah. Though it's, it sort of sounds like a negative. Hey, we're going to tell you what's really messing you up. But maybe, I mean, it's kind of true. <laughs> but it's the stuff that's super common for all of us when it comes to trying to sustain a lifestyle of mission. Yeah. And knowing where we're going, this is a, this is a conversation that I've had with almost everybody who's trying to move into living a more intentional life, this will be beneficial for them. It is. It's messy. It's it's. We start to get our preferences all out of whack. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Old habits kind of get creeping back in on us, all that stuff, right? So the same yeah. stuff happens in my world. Yeah. It, it does. I can, I can feel it. Because like I've said before on the show, I love me. Yeah. <laughs> I love me and my stuff and my priorities and my couch and my shows yeah. that are recorded already. and preference, Yeah, all that. So, well... In many ways, all of this is a call, this life on mission as a disciple, you know, a disciple living as a lifestyle, right? Sure. All of this is, in a sense, is a call to die to self. Hmm. And it begins by simplifying your life as God rearranges your priorities and you spend more and more of your time living with God's mission at the center of your life. Sure. Now, that's tough because it is. It's like it hurts to die. But that's, if we say yes to that, we sort of make that decision. Yeah. It's kind of over then. And then it's like, okay, now I'm looking for God to rearrange my priorities. Hmm. Check out this this really awesome quote from uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Okay. He says, and I bet some people have heard this. When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. It may be a death like that of the first disciples who had to leave home and work to follow him. Or it may be a death like Luther's who had to leave the monastery and go out into the world. Hmm. But it is the same death every time. Death in Jesus Christ, the death of the old man at his call. Wow. Yeah. Not the first great quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He's <laughs> no, amazing. Yeah. but you know what's amazing, though, is how old is this quote? I don't know the date, but sure. it's, it's 50, 60 years. At least, right? yeah. And so I'm going like, okay, they were feeling it then. Yeah. And I know Paul talks about it in Scripture, right? Apostle yeah. Paul and all that. So, yeah. It's hard to read that without feeling a little bit of a sting to it, right? Like a little bit of an ouch. ouch. So is the question, is it is it ultimately me that's the problem that's keeping us from living yeah, on mission? it's you. Yeah, just yep, purely brother, me. You're the problem, and you're the reason why everyone listening right now, though, and everyone we know is not living like they should on mission. Thanks <laughs> you, a yeah. lot, brother. <laughs> it's always my fault. No, uh, no. Well, here's another quote, okay? I'm, I guess I'm in quote mood tonight. Sure. C.S. Lewis, another fave, right? He says... Um, well, actually, Christ says, give me all. I don't want so much of your time and so much of your money and so much of your work. 
I want you. Hmm. So see, it is kind of like I am the problem. Yeah. I, I don't want so much of your money and your stuff and your time as much as I want you, meaning your heart. And he goes on, he says, I've not come to torment your natural self, but to kill it. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, thanks. Geez. No half measures are any good. I don't want to cut off a branch here and a branch there. I want to have the whole tree down. Hmm. I don't want to drill the tooth or crown it, but to have it pulled out. Hand over the whole natural self, all the desires which you think innocent, as well as the ones you think wicked, the whole outfit, hmm. and I'll give you a new self instead. In fact, I'll give you myself. My own shall become yours. Wow. That's Dietrich saying this is what Jesus is asking of us. And I, I want to say, though, for someone who has died in some ways to this and is still dying to this, but yeah. has been blessed with, you know, this decision became our family's decision to live a life on mission this way. Hmm. It is the life we were created. It is the thrill ride. Yeah. Like once I, you know, and it creeps in, but once we sort of decided to quit agonizing over like the American dream life and making it our own sure. and having to go after it and then like, let's wedge in submission. Once we sort of like said that's we made that decision kind of like, you know, you're, we're a Subaru family. You know? <laughs> we're a Honda family. That's yeah. it. We're just buying Hondas. So I, it's, it just cuts out all the looking. I just go to the Honda yeah. dealership every 10 years and what do you got? You it's know, something new, yeah. but much more, you know, much, this is much more heavy and much more important. So, um, leading my family in mission as a way of life needs to start in my heart. Yeah. That's really what's going on here with this, these quotes. And God has gone to great lengths to get our attention. And so are we listening? Yeah. It's like what we were joking about a few minutes ago. Like we really do like our own preferences and our own priorities. Yeah. We like what we like. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and that could be time with my family, time with my wife, time with my kids. When I'm not at work, what's going on? What are my priorities? What are my preferences? Um, and often on the show, we talk about kind of what the thing behind the thing mm -hmm. is that's going on in yeah. our heart when we're loving our preferences more than maybe even the the call to living more yeah. intentionally. What do you think? What do you think the thing behind the thing is in this particular realm? And I'm glad you're asking that, Heath, because it's super important to get to that. Otherwise, in our own self, we just throw up our excuses or like, well, you know, but it was a hard day, you know, wherever. Or sure. people in community we're trying to be in doing life with and leading lead in mission, they just have all theirs. And so if we can't get to the thing behind the thing, what's the real issue? What's mm -hmm. the gospel motivation behind it? Well, then we're just shooting all over each other, yeah. and that ain't good. So yeah. I've learned that old habits of schedule and comfort are really hard to break hmm. in everybody. Okay, yep. When it comes to leading yourself and your own family and mission, you have to look at it more like a weaning off, I think, than the pulling the scab. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> okay. okay. Sure. You know, like you can't just go like, yeah, I'm listening to this life school thing, and they're right, and pull the scab. I, you know, it's just, it's more of a weaning off, so to speak. It's sure. so like when our kids turn two, like here's an illustration. When our kids would turn two, my wife and I decided that we just quit buying them new pacifiers. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't want our kids being those ones with like the red rash around their lips in kindergarten. Yeah, you know what I mean? Funky like, teeth because they're growing out. Yeah. <laughs> so um, at two, we just quit buying them them. And so when the last one was lost or just got too nasty to use anymore, that was it. Right? Yeah. Uh, no more binky, you know, or, or goo goo as we called it. Um, <laughs> that's just because they would go goo goo goo. Anyway, um, but uh, we would wean them off that object that they had come to love so much, something they, that had given them great comfort, but it was no longer really good for them. It sure. wasn't their best for them anymore. So uh, funny story, though. A few months after our third child, uh, Justine, was born, yeah. we called her older sister, Kristen, who was around two and a half years old at this point, hiding behind the couch, just sucking away on her baby sister's new pacifier that she had swiped. <laughs> what a bully. So was, she, was, she was like a drug addict getting her fixed. The poor thing. She was just back there going to like looking all guilty, you know, because she had found one because it had been months, right? Yeah. So you just, with Grace, my wife, Tina, she takes her to the grocery store. She lets her pick out one last pacifier of her choosing off the rack of a million. Okay. And explained to her, this is the last one, honey. This is really it. 
you know, she's your big girl now. And so you're going to have to move on. And so I am happy to report that Kristen, who, you know, is now married and has her own son, no longer sucks on the binkies (laughs) that we know of. So, so why do I share this? The point is that, that we need to be patient with ourselves and others Mm -hmm. in this process, this change. Okay. So, uh, small is big and slow is fast. Yeah. And I've written a book called that, but um, this is especially true for those who were never really discipled or like I like to say, sometimes apprenticed in their faith in community with others. Yeah. In other words, they kind of got saved. They've been going to church, but they weren't really discipled how the gospel reaches into all of life and how discipleship becomes lifestyle. Sure. Because that's who we are and what we were called to. So it's, it's, it's really important to go small is big, slow is fast then. Ask God to show you the things that you need to die to, you know, quote unquote, yeah. as well as new attitudes and then rhythms of life that you'll need to embrace. Like he'll show you like, mm. what's next, Lord? We've talked about that on the show. And this is an important step, but it doesn't happen overnight. You, you've got to start by counting the cost of discipleship before sort of heading out into open waters. Mm. Okay. Now check this out. Luke 14 kind of says the thing, same thing. Cause it says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation, you're not able to finish it. Everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish it. And I'll just add on, you knucklehead. You know? yeah. So what I'm saying is count the costs here. Hmm. Don't listen to this and go like, yeah, 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 I really should. This is awesome. Kind of should on yourself. And then don't do it. Or don't pull the scab. And then like, we're making radical changes. And you're freaking your wife and kids and neighbors out. And people sure. in your small group or your jerk. church. Or yeah. if you're a pastor, like you're mandating you know, the church, we're all doing this. And if you're not, you're kind of bad. You're, there's implications. Sure. You're sucking, you know. So why don't we, um, one of the things we also like to do here on podcast is get this real practical, right? Like take it home on what it looks like from a, a practical start sense. to Start to wean and or pull scabs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's take the weaning approach. Um, let's start talking about some of these practical ways. Like what are some things that we might need to address when we're starting out? Because I'm sure there's some that's already popping into our heads, but yeah. but maybe we could talk through a few of those. Yeah, here here's some stuff that may need to be, quote, placed on the altar, as it were, to sure. you know, use a biblical term, and kind of given back to God for him to reshape, you know, in our lives and use as he chooses, all right? Yeah. So I got quite a list here. I don't know if we'll get through them all, but I, I want to talk about them so we kind of yeah. we'll wrestle with them a bit. So here's one of the things, meal times. Like what time you eat your meals and with who and when, you might have to put that on the altar. Yeah, it's good. You know, I, I was raised where we had dinner like clock work. Yep. Some people are that way. Some people are not. Yeah. But once you start having kids and school schedules and bath and sleeping and homework and all that, right? Generally, sure. most most people. You got to get some sort of rhythm to that. Yeah, you got to yeah. get a rhythm to it. So, but what if it doesn't work out? Like what if because the neighbors you've been praying for and inviting into life and mission yep. and journey with you, they're like, yeah, well, we, we get home from work at seven. You're like, oh, well, my kids are like, you know, so yeah. you might have to put the meal time on the altar at least some of the time and go like, yeah. you know what? They'll be okay. Kids end up, they end up awake for other things or, but I'm hungry at five, you know, or, or six or whatever. Yep. I know when we moved to, to Manhattan, yep. everything shifted two to two and a half hours later, everything. So dinner is like eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no kidding. You walk around the neighborhood at seven, like, man, this is this place going out of business. It's a ghost town. Nine thirty, packed line out the door, you know, wow. waiting to get in. And so when we would start to have people over for happy hour or appetizers or meals, it was so much later getting started. First, we're like, I don't think anybody's coming. Hmm. Now we could have stuck to our preferences and said, well, we're from the Midwest originally, you know, we've been living out here a while, but yeah, we eat six thirty, yeah. six. Well, Never having dinner with anybody in your community, you know. Yeah. So, so depending on the reasons, meal times might be. Uh, here's another one. Okay, your budget. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, our food budget, food and wine, beer and wine budget, you know, and all that. Um, going out even and doing sure. things budget 
we had to trust God for it. Hmm. And I have friends right now that are uh, just embarking on some new missional stuff. They moved to a new neighborhood and they're all doing that. And they're sure. like, some of the things we need to be out, you know, is how often at a cafe or, you know, going to a pub for quiz night and then buying around with our friends, you know, once yeah. in a while. We really don't have that in our budget, but we're trusting God for it. Hmm. Or I know they're tightening up certain other areas. Yeah. You know, they just yeah, making room like, for what's yeah, important. Yeah. Thrift store jeans for another year, you know, so, or yeah. whatever. I don't know. But, and it may be, well, I've got plenty of money, mm-hmm. but what you do with it and what you prioritize in, like if you want to live as a blessing to others, yeah. are you budgeting in like literally weekly or monthly money that you and your family are going like, how can we bless, who can we bless this month with it? Let's yeah. keep our eyes peeled and, and watch God surprise us. That's cool, man. You know, or I'm, we're willing to take vacation money off the table because this person's electric bill needs paying. So, you know, yeah. so your finances, your budgeting, your yeah, planning, right? Yeah. Uh, personal time. This is a huge one, man. It's probably the biggest one. Yeah. Especially for us, like, I, I mean, I have some friends in Wichita, Kansas, and this one's like, what do you guys do at night? Eh, we don't really do anything. Here, man, our schedule every single night is slammed from wake up to bedtime, and, and so it is So if you're not intentional important. about doing this, yeah. right? And it's, it's one of those conversations like, hey, Like we're doing cigars and theology with some pals, and yeah. that has to be scheduled in. And there's times when we're just like, I don't want to do that tonight. Yeah. Right? But to serve the community, guess what? But it's a blast, right? And right, and it's part of discipling, and it's building relationship, Mm -hmm. and so, it personal time. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, I I don't want our listeners thinking like, well, you know, Caesar and Heath got this cracked. You know, this nuts cracked. Like, let me just tell you, I fight that still because because I do travel and teach a lot. When I'm home, I'm like I'm exhausted, and I feel like I'm peopled out, and I'm an extrovert, right? And I know right now people are listening to like, hey, extrovert, introvert. We yeah. did an episode on that. Yeah, man, that was uh, breaking the myth of introverts and extroverts back on episode one thirteen. Yeah. yeah, so that's that sort of deals with personal time, but also personal preference. Absolutely. Right? And so I'm an extrovert, but so when I get home from the road and training lots of people and talking to everybody in the breaks and all beat. that, I'm kind of beat. And so then I tend to go, you know what? I, I'm like, I'm staying home this week. I don't want to go out. Sure. I want to eat home cooked food. If it, it, you know, whatever it is, if I'm making, you know, yeah. t- Tina makes it, it's great. But still, I just want to be home, right? Yeah. And or. I'm home, but now I've been writing, writing sure. podcasts, writing on a new book, working on a course, whatever. And so I, I feel like I've done all kinds of ministry. I God, mm-hmm. I don't owe God, you know, kind of. So you see, it all comes into play, and I fight it too. So yep. personal time, you have to decide, like, you know, we, we've said before, like, be a W3 Christian. Like, whatever, whenever, wherever. I'm yeah. always open because it's part of our identity. We're missionaries, right? What about your home? Okay, yeah, your home's a big one. Yeah. Like, people say, well, my home's my refuge. Yeah. You know, I see people like we, we do our small groups and we do them all at the church building or yeah. what? Or like our missional community only meets on Sunday right before church at the church building. Well, that's not a missional community because a missional community is a family on mission. So yeah. I, I want to say your home is not your refuge hmm. or it shouldn't be. Christ is. Yeah. And homes are tools and you're going to have to love people more than your home, people more than your stuff. Sure. Uh, people more than cleanliness. You're going to have to say like, you know what? I got kids and I got dust bunnies and that's the way it goes, yeah. you know? And so your home's going to have to go on the altar, even where you live. Yeah. Like how many people do we talk to that goes like, man, this all sounds amazing, but like we don't have hardly any neighbors around us. And it's kind of a bit of a rural thing. Everybody drives an hour plus to work at least where I live. Yeah, we just bought a farm on 1,700 acres and you're like, (laughs) yeah, or 15 acres. We finally got the land we wanted. So what do you do with all your spare time? Cut grass. You know, it's like, okay, wait a minute. If you really are called to make disciples then that's of people. Yeah. So you might want to choose to live where there's humans. Yeah. Like, I know that's great. I'm not saying it's sinful or wrong, but you might need to put that on the altar. And I can remember sitting mm. in like a really nice house we owned years ago. 
that we loved it. And it was all decored up. We had it all just so, right? And yep. the kids' neighbor, it was all their friends. And I remember sitting there thinking how much I loved it. And the Spirit was talking to me about this house. He said, would, huh. would you leave this house for the sake of mission? And I cried that day because I was like, wow. I don't want to. And he's like, I'm not asking you to. Yeah. But if I did, would you? Would and that you, was the yeah. real question, right? And wow. so where you live needs to see. So we talked about the title. This is what's really keeping you from mission. Some people, where you live is keeping you from mission. Yeah. Because you're so isolated. You don't know any of the friends. You live nowhere near your church. Yep. You know, you're, you, you drive in 2.6 Sundays, you know, the like average American. Yeah. And you don't really know those people. You kind of make it to a small group that's the closest one to your house on the most functional, easiest night. But you don't barely make that, you know. Yeah. So so I would say you got to put that on the altar. Like maybe you should move where there's people and other people want to live on mission, right? It's a great word, man. Okay. Where you work, uh, your job, your income level might need to be put. I know people yeah. have said, like, I passed on the promotion because we would have had to move. And in fact, that sort of downwardly mobilized me. And so instead of head of this, I'm just now part of this. Wow. And you know what? God's meeting all our needs. And I'm, I, I just, we could not leave the neighborhood. We couldn't mm-hmm. leave all the relationships of discipleship. Built, that are going. Not yeah. right now. Maybe someday, but not right now. God's not calling us away. To make those kind of decisions generally take making them in community, by the way. Yeah. You know, I, I would praying, totally agree. asking brothers to pray, asking sisters yeah. to pray with you. Yeah, asking for feedback from the group. Like, yeah. do you think this is good? How about one uh, one of the ones that Kathleen and I really have to deal with is um, both our bedtimes and the bedtimes of our children. <laughs> right? Like, that's another right. one that was like, no, would you, we'd love oh, to come over, I'm, but our kids go to bed at 7. I've had this conversation with people. It's like, I don't know why we can't get this thing started. It's like, well, because everybody works. Yeah. Right? And so we're going to have family dinner, like, when everybody can make family dinner. Well, I just, you know, I like to get to bed at 9, 9.30. Yeah. You, you'll, I'm glad you like to. What time do you go to work? <laughs> 9. Well, so you got plenty of time. Well, I just like going to bed early. So that's a preference. You might yeah. have to throw that on the altar, you know? Yeah, I noticed you bought, a, you bought some Justin Timberlake concert tickets. That the show doesn't even start till 9, and you're cool there, but yeah, not with... Yeah, I fit it in. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, we'll I worked it, we'll it out. It work. I'll, just, I'll be tired for it. Dude, you're 32. Like, <laughs> you're going to make it, you know? Yeah. Like, you're you're going to live, you know? No, that's a huge one for us is the bedtime thing. Is just going and like, with kids, you yeah. know? Like, we're doing stuff. Well, my kids really need to go down. I get it as a, rig, I, as a rule. I get sure. it. I totally do. I raise kids. I'm raising grandbabies. But... You know, I, I'm over everybody's house, and it's like, oh, your kids are still up. Oh, yeah, we let them stay up. They wanted to finish the show. Got school tomorrow? Yeah, there is. They'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. In other words, it works. Yeah. But, so, you know, I want to just, I want to say the thing behind this thing okay. is very often, uh, it's we, we think it's easy. It's easy to hide behind our kids mm-hmm. and their schedule and their bedtime, which is really all ours because our kids do exactly what we do. Sure. <laughs> We're supposed to. You know, I mean, we set their life up mm. and we hide behind that. We feel like, well, no one will poke me there. Hey, are you guys going to be doing this with us? You know, or we're all going to be, we're going to be out serving, you know, Saturday. It's like, yeah, that's not going to work because my kids, da, 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 da. Yeah. It's that's like, really well, good. You know, like, okay, I get it sometimes, but there again, we're talking about what is keeping you for mission. Yeah. I'm not poking anybody's sacred, well, probably everybody's, hey, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying you got to, you got to be asking the spirit in all these things. Yeah. yeah. How about um, what you do on holidays and with and who you go with and vacations and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, and here, that's a good one because like I have people that, uh, that I know and I, I feel this way too. And I, there's even some family traditions that we're looking at going, huh, maybe they should change. Hmm. Like, you know, like, hey, the 4th of July, man, our neighborhood's blowing up and there's always a giant block party. Yeah, you know, we always go to the coast, you know, on the 4th of mm-hmm. July. We've done it for years. You know, and my sister and her kids go too. Yep. So, okay, okay, cool. What about New Year's? Yeah, we, we, we always do this. Like, do you ever have people over for, you know, to go to New Year's party in your neighborhood? No, we've just always kind of gone to my folks and we pop popcorn and none of us make it to me. All right, yeah. great. And you realize every single holiday might be filled up with not the people you're called to do. Yeah. 
Not, there again, it's not about like, oh, you shouldn't be with your family or you shouldn't be here. No, my point is, are you choosing a life of mission? And, yeah. and what you do with your holidays and with whom, it, you could be taking the best times right off the table. Exactly. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So the first year we moved to this neighborhood, it was mm-hmm. already booked and we weren't home for 4th of July or Halloween. And it killed me. Mm. We said no more. Seriously, yeah. no more. We're not traveling. Too much though. goods We're happening. We're just here. not. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And and this last year, then. Yeah. Holy moly! The relationship building, and friends, and people then inviting us for other things. You know, the yeah. organic and organized. We talk about. Yeah. So we organized that, but then it was organic too. You guys should come and do this, and yeah. let's you go to this game, and like I got an extra. T- you know, see. Yeah. So, um, for that one for sure. So, um, how many activities your kids are involved in? Uh, I yeah. just had somebody say this to me the other day. Like, dude, we've blown it this season. We. We let all of our kids get into too many sports and band and drama and this one certain you know, Spanish club or whatever yeah. it was, you know, and he's like, we blew it. We got to let them all pick one thing. So um, time with extended families. And we were talking about the holidays. Same thing with uh, like, I mean, we were talking about like, you know, Fourth of July and other holidays. Sure. What about Christmas and all that? And some people say like, you know, I just, I can't make disciples in my neighborhood with you. I'd like to be a part of this missional thing with you guys. Yeah. But you know what? My mom and dad live across town or my sister lives across town and they're not believers yet. I have to give all my time to them. Hmm. Now that is beautiful sure. and that's noble. And I'm not saying it's wrong because I don't know the situation. Right. But I've seen people who will hide behind that mm-hmm. or end up hiding behind it. I, I'm sounding probably really hard right now. I don't mean to on the show. Um, but I've seen people say for years, well, we won't be able to do that because of this. I'm like, are you spending seven days a week, 24-7, trying to get your sister saved? Sure. I'm guessing not. Now, is your sister someone God's called you to make disciples of? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if so, then get after that. But you know you know what you're going to, you know what the best way to help your sister understand who God is and who she's been created to be and all that is life and community. Yeah. You're, Bring her you're into not that. Jesus, so you've shown up at your sister's for pinochle twice a week or what, you know, and I'm just making that up. I don't <laughs> know. Sure. But you know what I'm saying? People will know. You know what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I'm saying, you got to love your family. And if you've got family that are far from God or broken from sin or, or hurting, like, you don't want to get after it. Um, but don't. You know, don't not talk to the Holy Spirit about that. Like, yeah. you know, um, you know, like things slow with your family can conflict with time in your community and out serving or at, you know, family parties and celebration that your community is doing. And you just never make it. It's like, yep. at least put it on the altar and ask God, is this something you're calling me to transition? Yeah, assess or if you're hiding. Yeah, right? Can I throw in one last one that I'm thinking yeah. about? Is uh, one that's really impactful in my life is just the opinions that other people have of us. Yeah. So like we had some people stop over this morning. We had donuts. We took the kids out. House is a mess. And these people we want to impress. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh four crap. Kids. Like, they're gonna. Be, it's gonna be a mess. Yeah. yeah so there's, <laughs> you know, like when I'm thinking of like the having a perfect clean, perfectly clean house. Or yeah. Do we have enough uh, food to serve them? What we expect? They don't have any. Is expectations. it good enough? Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. I know my wife is a great cook, so people say like, we're never having you guys over and cooking. Hmm. Why? Oh, come on, look at Yeah, Tina. And they know we're foodies, though. You sure. Know? It's like, well, so what? So, you know, for us, like, we have to put on the altar, like, even bringing that up. And Tina actually, like, veils her deity when it comes to cooking and she stuff. She, like, intentionally burns stuff. So She'll just intentionally like... make normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Really normal stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. So, but, yeah, dying to the opinions of others, right? You're a perfectly clean house. Yeah. Um, kids that are super perfectly behaved. Yep. Um, knowing exactly what to say. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I want to do the story of God with people, but I, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, listen, suck forward. You'll yeah. be okay. Trust God. Just if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly at first. But so much of mission, and this is, well, you know, it's a great last one to go with, is us, what's keeping us from mission is worrying about what others are going to think of our smarts, our house, our talent, how we mm-hmm. say it, our kids, 
uh, you know, grrr, fill in the blank. Yeah. And it's fear of man, which is really love of self and not believing what God says is true of us, which is that we're dearly loved kids. Hmm. We have nothing to earn, nothing to prove to gain his love and affection. Yeah, and his fair. opinion is the one that matters. Yeah, absolutely. And the truth is, I just want to tell everybody, no one's that pick. If, if people are coming to your house and they're that worried about everything and how you said exactly this or that, or like, they're probably not the ones leaning into mission and discipleship with you. Sure. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Give yourself good. a break. Okay. You know, one of the things I just want to make sure that we clarify uh, before we end this episode is that we might have some listeners right now be thinking like, well, I guess like self-denial and pain are really what this Christian life's about. <laughs> or even like, unless I hate what I'm doing and suffer through it all, it must not be from God. Or if I enjoy my life, I must be on the wrong track. That's not what we're saying at all, right? No, it's not. And I can remember times in my life, Heath, where I've thought like, you know, left or right, this job or that, move to this city or this, this house or that. And then, you know, I felt like mm, God will be loving us more mm-hmm. and probably bless our family more if we pick the harder thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not what we're saying here. Okay. Sure. That's not what I'm saying. You know, but here's what I will say. Doing what we love regardless of the cost or sacrifice, never feels like a burden. It Mm. always feels like a privilege. Mm. I'm going to say it again. Yes, I Doing the things we love, regardless of of the cost or the sacrifice, never feels like a burden. It always feels like a privilege. Mm. So think about raising kids or if you're training for a sport, you know, or studying for an exam or you're dieting or whatever. If the object of your, quote, suffering is what or who we love the most, See, then our perspective perspective on it all, it all changes. Hmm. Then it's not a burden or sacrifice, but it's something that we get to do out of love. That's a whole different perspective on it. It now. is. A friend of mine once said, we all do exactly what we want to do every day. So the question is, what do you want the most? Hmm. What do you love the most? So when, part of why we say this is what's keeping us from mission is I, I don't, I love my personal time more. I love my home more. I love sure. where I live. I love my work. I love the schedule with my kids. I love it more than I love God and his glory. And I love it more than others coming to know him. Sure. If I didn't, none of this would feel like a burden. Like, Oh, let's move here. You know, see, yeah. so that's, I want to end with that saying, you know, what we, what we love, regardless of the cost or sacrifice, never feels like a burden, but a privilege. Hmm. So it's good, man. What do you I feel love? like this. Yeah, it's a good question to ask. And I think one of the things that's standing like out in the forefront of my mind from this episode is just what those things are that we're hiding behind as excuses to not really have to do what we know we want to do. Yeah. Hey, let's get to the big three because we're um, we're at time here. Okay. Uh, and the big three are the big three takeaways, things we want you to walk away with right this very second. You can get those for free by going to one two three lifeschool dot com forward slash episode one sixty five. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? And I, let me just say before I give them to you, uh, when you when you get those da- that download, like he said, it's free. Yeah. You know, kind of take what I'm saying here, but it's all summarized, and it's so you don't have to try to remember it. And yeah. big three, we also upgrade. We're adding a couple other resources to these every week from now on. Yeah, cool. So a couple more things, like here's something else. So here's a free download of this. Uh, here's a book chapter. Here's a free book. Yeah. Here's a video you might want to watch in light of this topic as well to yeah. go deeper. Just resources. So yeah. These are worth it. Yeah, free resources. So I just we're gonna start even building more into the big three. Yeah. For those who want to take it a little further. I so, love that. So here we go. All right. Uh, first of the big three. Remember, this takes time. Okay. It takes time. Don't yeah. think of all this like a big pile of things that need to change instantly, but more like adding layers of understanding and growth as you progress. That's okay. Good. Let the good news, you know, of Jesus life given for you, let that transform your understanding and priorities. And it mm. will. This is definitely one of those shifts in life that will require extra grace for yourself and for your family and others. Okay. okay. That's good. 
Number two. Number two. Um, God created you as his child to live in community and mission with him. So don't let all this stuff keep you from it. Yeah. Even though all of this will feel and sound like to others, like you're really swimming against cultural norms. Yeah. And you, you are. Yeah. You are. Yeah. This is the life you were created to live. Hmm. It really is. All of the good things in life that you've come to love and enjoy were given to you for God's glory. Hmm. Sure, he wants us to enjoy them too, but he does not want us to love the stuff he gives us more than we love him. Yeah. That's right, man. Okay. Now, third one. What are the, I'm just going to ask it. It's kind of the summary of the whole thing. What are the things that you and your family might currently love more than God's glory and his mission? Hmm. Be honest. Prayerfully write down everything that the Spirit shines a light on in your heart. Like, if you, you know, do this. Like, really yeah, try it. As a family. Yeah, yeah, try it. From the list that you make, then, you know, what things need to be first to go mm-hmm. in, or to be set aside before you can really begin to live with others in community on mission? Or if you're in one, like, what's keeping you from really being all in? Hmm. So this week, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you into new rhythms with new motivations. Love that, okay? man. Yeah. So I hope those are helpful. I want to let people know they can get a lot more of like our story, yeah. my story, and how Team K and our friends and community all began to kind of work this out, yep. along with some pretty detailed outlines and tools and timelines in that book I referenced you know, earlier, Small is Big, Slow is Fast. So yep. I'll be sure to put a link to the book on the site, you know, on the show site. So, you know, for the show notes. Yeah. And everybody can get that. Okay. So not a huge commercial, but it's a good read. It's a lot of narrative and you'll see our struggle (laughs) to get to what we're talking about today. Yeah, absolutely, ma'am. Hey, um, we just want to remind you, if you want to get a list of the big three for this week, as well as all these extra free resources we've talked about, it's free and you just go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 165. We'll get those to you right away. Uh, and we'd like to invite everyone to our Facebook group. It's taken off. We have fun every single week uh, talking about some pushback, with comments, questions. Um, all you need to do to be part of that group is go to Facebook up in the search bar, type in Life School Podcast. Uh, one of us will approve you to the group and you can join the family there. Boom. Easy. Yep. All right. Hey, I'm excited about next week's show. Yeah. So next week... Um, we're going to be talking about Christians and the environment. Like, what's our role in protecting the earth? How should Christians view climate change and the environment? And we've got this out of the out oh of the gosh. park guest, Catherine Hayhoe, with us, who She's Time Magazine's called one of the top 100 people to keep an eye on. Yeah. So if you're hearing this and going like, man, I don't want to hear about climate change, or I don't want to hear about taking care of the earth. Listen, this is not, we're, we're not tree hugging here, shame, you know, like, <laughs> on tree, this, Catherine is... A dear sister in Christ yeah. and, and, and this, one of the smartest people in the world. And like you just said, like on Times list of the 100 most influential yeah. people. Brilliant. Wicked smart and yep. funny. And, and I tell you what, transformed me a little bit in this whole this yeah. whole era. So um, yeah, join us for that one. You're going to love it. That was one of those, it's one of those shows that were like, wow, that was surprisingly so much better than I ever thought that was going to go. Because <laughs> we're in it. So yeah, yeah we didn't. Right. Yeah. So we, we hope that you, you hang out with us for next week's episode. That'll yeah. release next Monday. We want to thank you for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.